0: Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For Timeline Clarity, this is January 2009, so don't be confused by events mentioned on this program. My guest today is the raw chef, Russell James. Welcome, Russell.
1: Thanks, Revel. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's really good to speak to you.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you could make it. Uh, We're talking through Skype. He's over in the UK. Um, Yeah. Russell, uh, how did you get started? What kind of food did you eat as a kid and how did you get to raw and why raw?
1: Sure. So um, starting the story kind of at the beginning, um, you know, as a kid, I was a pretty standard diet ready. I, I have since spoke to my mum. you know, since, since starting the raw food thing. And, um i was never really fed much meat i certainly wasn't vegetarian i wasn't aware of eating any less meat than anyone else but um just in conversations i've had with my mum she's she's explained that uh, that she didn't actually give me enough uh, not enough um much meat at all uh, I, d- I don't know that she had any reason particularly to do that maybe it's just kind of intuitive thing but uh giving up meat for me wasn't wasn't really an issue um I didn't even, I mean the reason I got into raw food was because I had um, acne from from a young age when I worked at a a fast food outlet um, from the age of 16 and I worked there for for many years and you know eating there pretty much every day um, is not going to do your health any good, didn't do my health any good and and, um, that's the sort of age that you have problems with your skin anyway and so you know, right through my teens and early twenties, uh, I had I had acne, and it, it kind of got better and it came and went. And um, you know, I went to the doctors and got the usual medication, both um, antibiotics and and topical um, medication that you put on your skin. Um, and at one point, I was given quite a strong drug called Roaccutane, which is very high doses of vitamin A, um, which completely dries out your skin. And there's there's a long list of of Quite uh, quite harmful side effects. Um, one being liver damage. Um, I don't think I suffered um, too badly from from any of those that I know of. Um, but when you're a young a young guy, you know, and and you're, you wanna, you're into girls and your mates are getting girls, and um, you, anyone will tell you that's got anything. Um, wrong with them or that they perceive to be wrong with them that people can see especially with your face you know I just couldn't talk to anyone and look them in the eye so the list of of side effects was just uh, I just brushed it to one side really Um, and it did help uh, to a point um you know and i would search search for information and and looking on websites that you know the internet's fantastic for for self-diagnosing and and there's some good stuff there and there's lots so of good stuff there and you just have to kind of sort sort what you what you want to try and what's what you think is not good but uh you know i i, I went on many um acne websites and uh you know, I was uh, looking back now, I'm just amazed. I mean, even when I read it at the time, but one quite prominent website, um, I think it was a UK website. I, uh, I wouldn't mention it, but I can't even remember the name of it now. But, you know, I can remember reading on that website that they said that your diet really has nothing to do with the condition of your skin, which is just blows me <laughs> blows me away now, you know. And this is, they're supposed to be an authority on this sort of thing. So um, the, 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 the kind of the, the point when I... I I got the missing piece, if you like, was when I I watched uh, a program on on TV where they sent um, they sent five or six members of the public out to Thailand to Koh Samui to do a fast, and they had various different people from various walks of life with various things they wanted to sort out, and a lot of them had weight issues, and so to cut a long story short, I watched the program and they had some amazing transformations. I mean, they they um, not only did they lose weight and feel healthier and stuff, but they you know they talked about Clearer skin, and my kind of my ears perked up at that point because I was like clearer skin, and it uh, so I went on the internet again. Fantastic resource that we've got now, and uh, found the exact place that they went to, and um, decided I was going to go. You know, and I saw, and it, 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 the fasting involved colonics and all those sort of things, and I, I was seeing what was coming out of them, and I thought, well, even if it doesn't improve my skin, if that's in me, I want it out. Um, so I kind of got, I, I went for the, you know, for the try and improve my skin kind of angle, but. I really um, I was fascinated by the whole thing, and um, that was that was probably five or six years ago now. Um, I think the program was on about seven years ago. It took me a while um, because I was moving moving up and down the country at the time, and uh, it took me a while to actually get there. Um, But I got there, did the cleanse, um, had a great result. Really, obviously, you know, cleared up my skin a lot. Um, Came back, everyone was kind of like, you know, amazed at how good my skin looked. Everyone was kind of then concerned that I'd lost so much weight, and um, I decided that I was going to go back a couple of times to do another couple of um, fasts. The second one I did was nine and a half day, um, and they were basically water fasts. We were allowed, um, you know, a, a, the water from a young coconut, um, which was great. That was the first time I'd had a young coconut. I was spoiled a little bit really because uh, you know eating it pretty much off the tree and um, just cut open by uh, a Thai guy with a with a machete and a straw stuck in it. Um, so. That was that was great and w- went back the second time uh, with my mum um, because she has always had um, health issues, particularly um, chest issues, you know, like asthma and breathing and um, that sort of thing and, and we went out there and she said, well, if you, would you come out there with me and we'll, we'll go for a second time sort of thing and so a few months later, I was back there, she was able to come off all of her asthma medication, um, you know, looked and felt amazing. And um, all the while this is going on, I'm I'm kind of the first, the first uh, time I went to Thailand and came back to the UK. Um, I started looking into raw food because at the um, at the spa itself, um, it's Spa Samui. If, uh, if anyone wants to to look that up, um, the, the spa itself they've got a small library and they they talk about a lot about eating eighty percent raw foods, um, and. You know, to to me, raw food at the time was just you know salads basically. I didn't know, or just eating fruit and vegetables without cooking them. I didn't understand anything about it at all. Um, and then in the small library that they've got, I picked up a book about raw foods. Um, it's not a very well-known book. I, again, I can't even remember the name of it, but I just remember reading a description of of what raw food is and and um, and why it's good for us. And uh, it was about on day five of the of the fast that I read this and. Um, Anyone that has done a fast will will know that it's a very spiritual experience. It, um, if you want it to be, and even if you don't want it to be, you can't help it be, be affected in that way. I, I found, um, and I kind of read this, and it, it just it just seemed like the truth to me. You know, it just kind of shouted out at me as well, that makes perfect sense. So, as I said, came back to the UK, looked up some courses, um, went to. Um, the first course I went to was Karen Nola's uh one day course that uh she was doing years ago that's that's she does similar courses now, but uh she she gave me some uh, raw pizza on that class and I was like, this is amazing. You know, and even in the recipe book that I'd read in Kosamu whilst I was on the fast. Um, you know, just reading things like that you could put you could uh, make a pudding from avocado and mango just by mashing it together. You know, I never I never would have thought you could do that and it just uh it, it, it never really occurred to me, and it just amazed me. Uh, I think it probably had something to do with the fact that I hadn't eaten for five days, but um, that certainly was a contributing factor. But even you know, even when I got back, I was just fascinated by the fact that a I hadn't heard of it before. Um, then I thought, secondly, that um, why is not everyone do this, and why doesn't why didn't I know about it before? Um, and then I thought, actually, I did know about it before. I'd heard about raw f- people just eating raw food, and I thought it was bizarre. Um, like most people do, but it, I think I find raw foods really an experiential thing. I think, and uh, you know, when you when you meet people that are into it, and you see that you can make some amazing food, and and you can you can eat it really, you know, very very extravagantly if you wanted to, and and it can still be raw, um, and uh, it, it just seems like it's it's not weird. It seems very doable. So. I went back to Kosamu a third time, and I started to realise that you know I wanted to to um, to take this out to more people and to do and to you know to get in, involved as a chef. So, um, came out to the States to live in Light, uh, the Culinary Arts Institute. Didn't do the course; just uh, worked as a what they call a kitchen angel, which is you know just an apprentice really. Um, I'd never even seen a Vitamix before at that point, and um, just went into the kitchen met some wonderful people, and just. Um, just picked it up as I went along, really, and um, then uh, then came back to the UK. And uh, and there was an email from the Fresh Network, and Karen was running the Fresh Network at the time. And she said, You know, do you want to get involved and do some stuff? And with uh, with some you know, some recipes and the recipe books, and you know, help us with some events and stuff. And I was just you know, I was overjoyed at that. That uh, that, that that's kind of where it all started for me, really, and um. Moved out to Cambridge for a while and worked with the Fresh Network and did some um, food demonstrations and started putting together my own recipes and um, just found that uh, people were responding really well to my recipes, you know. And um, all the time again, I was I was reading books and doing courses. Um, did a went on a Chad Sarno weekend course, uh, which was great. Um, worked with uh, Matthew Kenny at the end of 2006 for a couple of months. I went to New York and you know, got some huge benefits from working with him and his chefs and um, just seeing the kind of the raw food scene in New York really, just, you know, visiting pure food and wine and quintessence and it, it just, the further along the line I went, the more I kind of resolved that, you know, it's, it's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of how I got into raw food and how it kind of led into me wanting to be a chef and I'd I'd never been, I hadn't been a traditional chef beforehand so I really... I really came to the to the party, if you like, with with no chefing skills whatsoever. Um, I, I dabbled, I guess, as much as anyone does, you know, with with recipe books and um, making the odd curry here and there. And um, but I think what what really attracted me to getting involved as chef with raw food is that is that so few people knew about it, and I just wanted to really let people know and see what could be done. Um, and I think, you know, if I'm making food for people, I need to know that it's going to be doing them some good. And I guess that's why I didn't get involved in in chefing beforehand, because uh, to me, it felt like um, even now, you know, I think, well, should I should I kind of backtrack a little bit and, and, you know, go along the lines of a traditional chef and learn that way and then kind of, you know, mix the two together. But it just doesn't excite me enough. So, um, yeah, I've kind of I mean, even up until a while ago, I had a day job Um so so now I'm just kind of I'm going for it full-time, and uh, it, it just feels like the right thing to do. I mean, the people are surprised even now when I tell them that, you know, since to, until very recently that I had a day job. Um, so that's where I'm at.
0: All righty. Mm. <laughs> On that note, we'll be back with um, the raw chef, Russell, Russell James, in a moment. This is Rebel, and we are back with Rockin' Radio. Please check out my newest site, let Talk Raw.com, where your questions will be asked of our guests. We've got a full lineup for January through March 2009 already, and with a small one-time lifetime fee, you can participate in all the interviews by emailing your questions and receive my e-booklet, Let's Talk Raw, and unbaker's dozen of my favorite recipes. Also, please take the time to check out my website, revelations.com, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook. I'll find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and smoothies and smoothies for life, and also books I recommend from Amazon and more. Remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health. So let's talk more raw with my guest, raw food chef, Russell James, uh, Russ's uh, websites, therawchef.com, and he's also got a blog, therawchefblog.com, and you can find him where I found him on Twitter and also Facebook. I'm there too, as as Rockin Radio and also as Revel. Uh, J- uh, Russell, you mentioned that when you went on a fast, you had lost. Uh, a lot of weight were you overweight at the time or were you still were you already slim and lost more and if you were slim how did you get the weight back or wh- what happened with that
1: yeah it's, it's an interesting question actually because uh yeah, I, I had to go on quite a journey there i, I i've always been very uh, very slim and slender and um i i've, I've, I've Yes, I've got an athletic build, but a, a slim athletic build, and I've uh, I've never been overweight. Um, but I've always um, had comments about how skinny I am, um, and that was before I went into raw food. And it's, it's the funny thing about being skinny is that people aren't afraid to tell you. You know, it's not like being overweight. You, you know, nobody would <laughs> no. dream of going up saying, "Oh my God, you're so fat." But like, you know, people come up to you and tell you skinny, and it, and especially at, like. For for ladies, I guess you know it's not like the biggest problem in the world being being uh, skinny. But for a guy, you know it's not what you really want to hear. I guess, as I certainly didn't. Um, but um, yeah, I lost some weight. Um, I lost. I think I was about. I, I'm just about six foot. Um, I don't know what that is in in um, in in your measurements, but uh, it means, it means um, six feet. <laughs> Alright, oh, you you're the same, okay. Well, if I was about eleven and a half stone. Now um, that I don't know. Yeah, so there's there's plenty of online conversion things, someone could work it out if they wanted to. But I, I lost about half a stone um to a stone I think on my first fast. You know, a, a, a lot of weight. Um and but then put on put on about half of that back um, when I started eating again. Just the just the just the fact of eating again, you know, just having food in your stomach and, and, and what have you. Um so, I was working for a supermarket at that time um, and as I mentioned, I think before people were commenting on how much weight I lost and you know when I said I wanted to go back again, and um, they were like, "Well, how much weight do you want to lose?" because people just um, in my experience focus on if you 're trying to get healthy they just they just translate that in their mind to want to lose weight yeah. because that, that seems to be what most people want to do, you know, to be, to be not overweight and to want to get healthier is such um, an uncommon thing, it seems. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't feel healthy, I didn't, my skin didn't show that I was healthy and I didn't, you know, I was tired and, um, you know, all the normal symptoms of, of, um, of eating a standard diet, really. So, um, yeah, went back a second time, lost more weight. In fact, when I went back a second time, even the girls at the at the spa, the the little the, th- the Thai ladies that would make up the the, the shakes for us, and um, they said, like, "Oh, you look so slim." Um, so, you know, I'd obviously they obviously remembered me a little bit different. But yeah, again, lost weight and lost weight the third time, and you know, people actually thought that I had an eating disorder. You know, and um, it was it was frustrating, and it was. Um, it was a little bit saddening, and but I tried not to kind of let it get to me too much. I just um, didn't really eat around those people, you know, because I was in it, I suppose you could, the supermarket, you could equate it to a kind of corporate world where, you know, the store I was working in probably had two to 300 people working there and, uh, you know, one cafeteria. So, um, you know, we'd all kind of go in there together and I would just start drinking herbal teas instead of, you know, black tea and coffee. I'd never really been into coffee actually, but I used to drink a lot of black tea with milk and sugar. but obviously cut that out and uh, got into the herbal teas. And it was, you know, just anything even slightly different like that. And I would start putting, um, at that time I was using honey. I put honey in there and, you know, it it would be really, you know, a 20-minute break would just be like an interrogation. Um, And I would bring in salads. And and one day I even made some some nut burgers with some tomato sauce and some salad. And that was just, you know, I felt like I was in a circus. You know, being being watched and and prodded, um, so I basically stopped eating in front of everyone. I kind of where I worked, there was a harbour nearby, so I went down and watched the boats and ate, and it was it was great. Um, but the only problem then was that nobody ever saw me eat, <laughs> so they all thought I'd just given up food completely. Um, so I, I kind of got to the point where I just had to not not think about what other people were doing and just get on with it. Um, Because I'd already experienced the the benefits, you know, I'd I'd had that experience. I talk about the experiential raw food thing, and I'd had the. uh, It feels. It feels like the right thing to do. Um, You know, it's obviously making me look better and feel better, um, in terms of my skin, look better. But uh, you know, they got a point where, um, where people realised I was just going to carry on with it anyway, and it wasn't a fad, and it wasn't. um, It wasn't so weird. and you know, a couple of the guys actually come up to me and they started saying, you know, fair play to you, sort of thing. We we really respect that uh, that you're you're doing this. And, and guys that you just wouldn't expect to say that sort of thing. You know, there's there was one guy that came up to me at work whilst I was I was making my herbal tea, and um, you know, he's quite a man's man, and he's he smokes and drinks and um, you know, and he's a real lad. And he came up to me and he just turned to me whilst he was waiting to get his dinner one one afternoon and said. Uh, he said, uh, you know, since you've been eating like this, Russell, your, your skin's got much better. And I was like, thanks. It was a really kind of, okay, what do we say now? You just wouldn't have expected him to, to come out with a comment like that, two guys talking to each other about the quality of their skin. And um, so I kind of, that was a, a bit of a tipping point, really. I passed a point where I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to be all right. Um, as far as getting the weight back on was concerned, um, I guess my weight has kind of stabilized naturally. I I kind of went through, well, I've I've gone through a lot of different stages since starting raw. You know, I've I've gone through the wanting to be absolutely 100% and then kind of falling off the wagon, for want of a better expression, um, and eating a bit more cooked food and then getting back into it and then, um, you know, then getting just starting to experiment with with going to the gym and working out. And that brought with it a whole uh, new load of. Of expectations and, and pre-programming, you know, because um, even if you got all this knowledge, you oh, I should say I, even though I had all this knowledge, I, um, I still found myself wanting to to eat more food because I was going to the gym and to eat lots of protein, and, uh, and I've been a vegetarian since since I first started out. That's what the, kind of the line I haven't crossed, um, but. I think the, the the best results for me have come from just working out with weights. Um, you know, I'm really, I, I don't bother weighing myself anymore. I, I used a personal trainer for, uh, for a year, um, went to the gym three times a week and um, and, and got into the habit of working out. Um, but, you know, he was very anti what I was doing with my food and he would constantly say, oh, I think we need to get some of this into you, I think we need to get some of that into you. And, and in the end, I, I just, uh, you know, i i stopped i stopped training with him in the end um because he was so focused on my weight and and wanting me to eat even just a little bit of fish or whatever so um it was good for a year to do that to get me into the habit of working out because i've taken that on but um i'm just kind of you know now i'll have a bit of a bit of fruit graze on fruit before i go to the gym and um i might have a bit of a bit of um hemp protein when i come back but um, I'm not really kind of worried about calories now, or, or too much about protein, really. Or, you know, I just like to to eat a lot of greens, and and I think the only way really for me on a raw food diet to put on weight is to is to work out uh, and to put on muscle. And to um, I really had to go through, as I say, the, probably the biggest thing for me is just ignoring the uh, ignoring the scales because. You know, fat and, fat and muscle just shifts all the time in my experience so I, I definitely look bigger now but um, I don't know what I weigh the last time I weighed myself I hadn't, I hadn't changed at all I think I was up to about 12 stones so I'm about half a stone more heavy now than I was um, before I even went on the raw food diet um, so yeah that, that's that's, uh, that's kind of how I've done it
0: perfect we'll be back in a moment Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. To find all my podcasts, including this one, you can go to revel.com. That's with two B's and two L's. This segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by Photo Booth Los Angeles.com, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an upcoming event, please consider having Photo Booth Los Angeles as part of the festivities. They're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, and more. Also check out some very cute clothing on um, cafe press slash revelations depicting the raw food lifestyle. My guest today is the Raw Chef. Uh Russell <laughs> just, just lost my name here. Russell James, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all right. A lot of people call me James for some reason. I think my name's James Russell. I don't know how yeah, that Yeah, would...
0: you're one of those people with two first names.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Go to Russell's site, therawchef.com, and pick up his free ebook. You'll not be able to resist the recipes there. I've got that. Um, and I'm looking at the salsa, what is that? Salsa finta and almond pulpetta? Ah, yeah. Anyway, that looks luscious. I got to make it. Go there, pick that up. And also, he's got a Thai book. um, And he's got, I've got that one called, and he's got curried cabbage pillows. I am dying to make. So, anyway, uh, more questions for Russell. Now, you mentioned protein. That's a big thing to get around, isn't it? I mean, it's in our, it's almost like in our DNA. We hear it so much that how much protein do you think the average person or the average athlete actually needs
1: Mm. yeah it is it's it's so it's so in the in the kind of in the consciousness of must have protein must have protein it's difficult to decipher how much you do need and and how much uh it is is marketing really i I think from right from from the very start since you're born you you get hit with this you know got to have protein subliminally or or subconsciously rather um for numbers um I'm not the best with numbers. I tend to go with uh with what's right for me. Um I certainly know I'm not deficient in protein and I go to the gym and I work out and I seem to uh to to build muscle. Um I mean I'm no bodybuilder, <laughs> but uh you know, I just I, I want to keep it an athletic frame, but as far as I mean just common sense says to me if I'm if I'm going to the gym and I'm I'm building muscle, then my protein levels must be okay. As far as how much I use um, I'll have I'll have a scoop of of um, hemp protein powder um, in a smoothie with some bananas and dates. Not not a huge amount, just a small amount. Because after you work out, um, if you don't have some uh, if you don't have some some sugar, um, the, your body will take it from your muscles, and you can actually work out and end up getting smaller. So straight after, I like to have uh, yes yeah, so a couple of bananas, a couple of dates, and, and a scoop of uh, of hemp protein and some water in a smoothie. Um, a scoop, I think, is probably, um, I'm just trying to kind of do it visually. I would say it's probably about three tablespoons um, in a scoop. Um, and I have that, you know, i work out three or four times a week. Um, and apart from that, I just, I just get my, my protein and, as amino acids, you know, really from, from greens, the, the building blocks of protein. Um, and, and I don't really worry about figures too much.
0: Perfect. Uh Russell, do you concern yourself with b twelve at all
1: um, I have taken b twelve um, uh, supplements in the past uh, as far as i 'm aware b twelve lasts quite a long time. you know you can have it in your body and it takes a while to be deficient so um, it's certainly something i I want to check out actually uh and look at getting my um, i've never had live blood analysis done. Um, But I'm taking my mum over to a place um, that she's uh, she's having a consultation with a with a holistic um, practitioner, and and he does live blood analysis. Um, So I really want to have that checked out, and I believe they can they can see if you're deficient in B B12 in your live blood analysis. But uh, again, you know, I don't worry myself with it too much. Um, So. I think the only the only thing you can do if you, if you're worried about B12 is is to take a supplement. I I know um, I think Gabriel Cousins says that you know just take a just take a just take a, a supplement and be done with it, sort of thing. Um, I think Brian Clement's latest um, theory, which uh, a lot of people are agreeing with, which sounds about right, is is that um, that there used to be a a, a, a fermentation. Um, I can't remember which um, which organ he said it was, but one of your organs used to be basically a fermentation sac, essentially, where um, you know it would ferment and build the B12 in there. But that doesn't happen anymore for for, for whatever reason. I, I just heard David Wolfe mention that um, when I catered for his uh, his UK retreat um, a couple of months ago, and I, I sat in on his on his final talk once we'd made all the food and we were done, um, and he mentioned that. So I think. I think for me the only way around it at the moment is to is to take a uh, is to take a supplement. Um for a lot of people that leaves a question well, why do we have to take a supplement if you can't get everything that that you need from your diet surely something from your diet is missing. And you know there's a lot of theories isn't there? There's a lot of theories about everything. Um and and, and you can kind of take what you want and and leave the rest. Um for me I think uh, the fermentation sack thing that Brian Clement was talking about sounds very um plausible. Um Previously, a lot of people would talk about the fact that you know our, our produce isn't what it was, uh, and perhaps there used to be more B12 in, in our produce. Um, so, for me, I think it's a question of of supplementation, really.
0: Uh, You've mentioned your mom and that she had asthma. Is she raw now, and how's she doing?
1: Uh, yeah, she's doing she's doing okay. She's um, you know she came back off of um, off of the the fast, and you know real life came back in. Um, and uh, you know, she kind of went back to her to her, her old ways um, as far as food and stuff are concerned. She's very busy with work, and uh, i she's planning on not doing as much work this this coming year. You know, she's she's she'll be sixty this year, and she's a uh, she's a very active, young-looking sixty. And uh, hopefully, she is going to do less work and have more time to to look after herself. Um, she she dabbles with raw food, and she, I certainly take over stuff um that uh, that I've got you know recipes I've been testing and stuff and but you know even though she, even though she's my mum and you know of all the knowledge I've got she still she's definitely would love to do it but she's got this whole thing around you know being too busy and stuff and as have many people so um we're going to be we're going to be doing some work on that this year and uh and she's she's doing good I mean she did have to go back on her her medication um but she has since been back to um, she went to Spain actually with uh, with my stepdad to do um, to do another a fast in in the Andalusian mountains and, and they both got into it. So um, she's, she's certainly uh, wanting to take that path here. Yeah, but you know everyone does it at their own at their own pace, don't they? And you have to get the, the mental blocks out of the way first.
0: Oh yeah, that's um, that's why I like these personal stories because the one thing she knows now is how to you know, how to get off the medication and what it takes. Exactly. so I think when people go raw for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and you go back to sad, it's Mm. really a good learning experience. I mean, I've done it just like what you said, off and on, off and on, off and on, until you finally go, oh, you know what, let's just... Go
1: with it. <laughs> Stay with it. Yeah, and and I haven't really met anybody who hasn't been like that. And that's the thing about you can't ever you can't ever take away the knowledge, can you? Once you've been raw for a while or been on a fast, you can't ever take away the fact that you remember what it was like. Uh, and that's kind of what um, what got me into what's what um, picked my interest a little bit because um, I'd even before I went on the fast and um, you know done anything with raw food, I was I was juicing. And there's a there's a guy over here. Um, Called Jason Vale, the Juice Master, and he got a couple of books out. and, and in the back of one of his books, he, he had a very short paragraph about um, having the Juice Master's Ultimate Cleanse. And it was basically just a water fast for, for two days, and then just drinking juice for a week. Um, and you know, I did the I did the water fast straight from you know um, standard diet, and just felt awful after about thirty six hours because I was getting the detox symptoms and and that all came out and then I felt amazing you know after the, I think the third morning I woke up I was just I was just awake completely as before my alarm went off absolutely on the ball it felt like you know I hadn't even been asleep but yeah I wasn't tired um and from that moment you know, that memory kept me kept me searching I thought if I'm supposed to feel like that in the morning you know I want to find out how I can do it all the time so yeah
0: yeah Anyway, thank you, Russell. This has been great.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we're going to try and get uh, Russell on Let's Talk Raw.com, whether he makes it to the states or even out there in the UK. Uh, check out his website, The Raw Chef. That's T H E Raw com, all one word, or The Raw Be sure to pick up your free ebook and also purchase his his ebooks. Uh, I mean, the the recipes are Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, if you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at radio at mac.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity Sang. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.